Taylor. He has had only two years of formal education, but his psychic powers mean that he can channel the medical expertise of 33 deceased doctors, surgeons, dentists, and other spirit guides, including King Solomon, St. Ignatius Loyola, and Oswaldo Cruz, a doctor who eradicated yellow fever in Brazil. Wow. So it's just like normal, like normal details. Anyway, he's, he's a medium for 33 deceased doctors. You know, there's part of this that reminds me a great deal of our conversation about the medical medium and celery juice. Yes. Someone who makes these kind of wild claims about their own childhood and their own abilities mm -hmm. in a culture, I would say the dominant culture of the United States is not generally want to believe in supernatural things necessarily, but is willing to sort of permit them. And this feels like a moment of permitting it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But also hiding behind this sort of mysticism and it's foreign and he uh -huh. was illiterate. So maybe there aren't written records about yes. who he is. So we couldn't verify it anyway. So they're excusing themselves at the same time. Uh -huh. Yeah. And also to, to fast forward to a passage that I wanted to read you guys later, a lot of this is wrapped up in this idea of sort of like the racial and cultural other. Mm -hmm. So this is an excerpt from an article that appears in O Magazine in 2010. Brazil has deep roots in the traditions of shamanism and spiritism, both of which feature the notion that individuals can and do cross the boundaries between this worldly existence and the afterlife. In this lexicon, it's perfectly understandable that King Solomon and other powerful spirits known as the entities would swing by to offer help incorporating in John's body. Uh -huh. It's like, well, you know, they do weird spirit stuff in the developing world. It's poor people. It's countries we don't understand. Are they in touch with fucking King Solomon? Sure. <laughs> right? Like, it's like somehow more believable if it's from a culture that we sort of consider exotic already. And we think that like a different set of rules applies. But so then what is Oprah doing in this space? Is it because it can fall under the umbrella of spiritualism. Yeah. A lot of this she couches as like sort of becoming a more spiritual person and like becoming more in touch with your spiritual self, mm. which is like a good goal, but also it makes her vulnerable to some like pretty wild claims. Mm. So John of God starts showing up in the Western media in the early 2000s. There's a number of sort of magazine articles about him. There's an ABC special in 2005. At that point, he's already quite popular in Brazil, but this international coverage makes him like one of the most popular sort of destinations for people looking to do this kind of alternative healing. So he's in a very remote village in Brazil. Like he's one of the only sort of economic drivers of this city. And there's a clinic that he runs. It's kind of like part clinic, part church called the Casa. You have to wear white. So it's like the images that come out of these documentaries are like really interesting. It's, it's all these people in sort of like loose fitting flowing like robes and like, you know, big white t-shirts and big white pants, just like waiting in line to see this guy. So this is a excerpt from a 2016 Newsweek article. During each of these two daily sessions, he sees more than 500 people in three hours. A young man in a wheelchair has traveled from Australia in the hope of finding a cure for the muscular dystrophy which has left him bone thin and fragile. A woman from South Africa has a tumor in her heart. An Englishman in a wheelchair because of a bad fall during a trip on LSD. A wasted Brazilian woman who can't be more than 20 leaning on a stick. A white woman carrying a child with cerebral palsy. An older couple guiding a mentally handicapped girl. A black man with a huge growth on his neck. These people, many of whom have tried all other possible remedies, are hoping that John will cure them, 
or at least give them the answers which they have not found anywhere else. Hmm. Again, the sound of the flapping of red flags in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, while you were talking about, like, everyone comes in wearing loose-fitting white clothing, I was like, man, if I saw that picture, all I would be thinking was, like, cult? I know, I know. I was wondering, are they wearing the Nikes or not? (laughs) I mean, another thing that stands out to me from that excerpt is like how wide of a range of ailments there are. Yeah. A guy with a tumor, a guy who like sprained his ankle during a fall. Right. Again, it's snake oil, it's celery juice, yeah. it's moon juice. It's like a bunch of the sort of like cure-all kind of things. He's like he's like a Swiss army knife for any ailment. Right. He's a real leatherman. <laughs> Also, medical care from hundreds of years ago, famously effective. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> One of the weird cameos I came across while I was researching this was, do you guys know who Shirley MacLaine is? Absolutely. Yes. So famous child actress. She remained dope throughout her life. She went to John of God in the early 90s, and he cured her cancer, according to her. What? Yes. This was just like an offhand reference in like one of these random articles from like 2005. And then I was like, this is weird. And then I went to her Wikipedia page... And I found this sentence on an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show in April 2011, McLean stated that she and her neighbor observed numerous UFO incidents at her New Mexico ranch. What? (laughs) So I was like, okay, well now it's assigning me more fucking Oprah episodes to do of like the time when Oprah did a UFO episode with Shirley McLean. I am waiting for bated breath. For a Marianne Williamson cameo. Oh my God, in this, yes. In this story, it really feels like a matter of time. So I'm going to drop some text into the chat. Ooh, this is a description from a woman named 